Good morning church, my name is Kirsty and I'm going to bring you our Bible reading for this morning. Reading from Exodus chapter 31 verses 1 to 5. Reading from the ESV version. The Lord said to Moses, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship to devise artistic designs, to work in gold, silver and bronze, in cutting stones for setting and in carving wood to work in every craft. May the Lord bless this morning's reading. Amen. Uh, Thank you, Kirsty. Really appreciate you just reading that uh, passage of scripture for us. So today I'm just going to bring up um, some slides. And we're just going to go through uh, the message for today. So, so far, we have been going through um, this new series that, uh, which is called Scattered Church. Um, and David actually started out the series two, two weeks ago, uh, speaking to us about scattered servants. And last week, Tope just shared the word with us about the kingdom authority. And... Uh, this week, um, so this series is actually based on the book by Alan Scott, which is called Scattered uh, Servants. So um, this week I'm going to be speaking on kingdom ministry. Uh, so that's pretty much what we're going to be covering today. And, um, you know, we have to look at that. Uh, this is a context in which I'd like to deal with this topic with. So when we commit our lives to Christ, we become part of a kingdom. Um, and with each kingdom, uh, every kingdom is unique. It comes with its own sort of characteristics. You've got certain benefits within that kingdom. And we just like to explore that. You know, we live in the United Kingdom. And um, to, lead, to be part of the United Kingdom, there are some things that we do that's unique to us as UK citizens, which is different from other countries. Um, so we just want to explore that. So there are three questions that I'd like to ask us. Uh, where that's concerned. What does the kingdom look like? Um, what resources do we have access to when we're part of this kingdom? And what is our assignment? You know, so I sense that there's a sense um, subconsciously as Christians that um, we try to separate our Christian life from other aspects of our life. So if you're out with friends, maybe just having a meal, having a drink, um, you tend not to think that you're in ministry at that time within that environment. Um, but I would like to actually challenge you to say that literally uh, that's the opposite. You take the kingdom everywhere with you. Wherever you are, you take the kingdom with you. And that's what this uh, book, Scattered uh, Servants, is really just unpacks and really explores. The fact that the church is not effective when we just gather. It's good for us to gather but we are most effective and we are also operating naturally when we are scattered. So we'll look at some of these points today. Um, you know, we just want to explore that. God has created us to be kingdom carriers, uh, which means that everywhere we go, we are meant to bring the kingdom into the environment and not just to exist or to tolerate being in that environment, but we are meant to make a difference in that env- environment as Christians. So let's just have a look at that. So what does this kingdom look like? Um, just doing some research, and it just gives a definition there. God's universal rule and reign as creator 
of everything. And uh, from Psalms 24, it says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, and the world and all who live in it. So we were created by God. We are part of God's kingdom. We are partakers of that kingdom. Another definition uh, actually explains as God is eternal. His kingdom is also eternal, which means that, you know, we are created as eternal beings as well. So the Bible actually, you know, shares this over and over that when we die, you know, life for us doesn't end there because we are created as eternal beings. We are part of this eternal kingdom. God is eternal. His kingdom is also eternal. If we're part of that kingdom, it means by default we are also eternal. Also, it transcends time and space. So the kingdom of God is not limited to uh, just buildings on earth in a particular location. It says, for in him all things, so Colossians 1, 16 to 17 says, in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth. So everything that we see, the universe, you know, his, that's also God's kingdom. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So he holds everything together. You know? And if you look at, look at just the universe itself, we live on planet Earth. This ball is just suspended in space. It's not actually falling through space. It actually is suspended in space. Who do you think holds that in space? God. It is kingdom, his creation. God is the one who holds this earth in space. So it transcends time and space. He reigns over everything. He is in control of everything. So although we're in a pandemic where it might seem that governments are struggling to find an answer, how do we actually reopen up our economy, reopen up society without uh, this virus spreading throughout the, the wider society? They're struggling with that. God is still in control. Uh, God will provide governments with wisdom to find a way through this. Um, churches also will be a part of this just to make sure that we can support those who need the support through this time. And I really suspect that the church has got a vital part to play right now, especially um, us being locked up in our homes, which is quite unnatural. Um, the persons who might be suffering from depression, loneliness, all these things, the church will have to rise up and step in and intervene uh, to support those who are experiencing you know, anxiety, depression, loneliness. Um, as part of this kingdom, we need to accept Jesus Christ as our personal savior. So to become part of this kingdom, um, you will need to actually do something. Something is required of us. We don't just uh, uh, become part of the kingdom just like that. You know, we need to accept Jesus as our savior and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. Right, so um, we just want to go through, you know, what resources do we have access to as part of this kingdom? So when God appoints, um, anoints, he appoints us, he will, we will have access to everything that is in heaven and on earth that we need to fulfill our kingdom ministry. Because that's the topic that we're going to be dealing with today, kingdom ministry. What does that look like? But first to... 
explain exactly what you need to be doing within your kingdom ministry. We need to explain what the kingdom is, what resources you have access to, and what's our assignment, what's our ministry. So that's what I seek to go through today. So let's go to it. So you will be chosen. So back to the scripture that Kirsty read for us earlier uh, in Exodus 31, verses 1 to 3. So it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specified, specifically chosen Bezalel. So there we go. You will be chosen and appointed. That's what this is explaining to us and showing us, that you will be chosen and appointed. Number two, filled with the Spirit of God. So whatever you need to be doing, you know, you're not going to be doing it with your own strength or in your own strength. God will give you the Spirit. He will fill you with the Spirit what you need to experience and what you need to be doing right now uh, for, for God within all aspects of your life, wherever you find yourself in ministry. So he will fill you with the Spirit of God. As you can see, given great wisdom. So God provided him with great wisdom as well. But it didn't stop there. Also gave him great ability. Uh, so it shows that God cares about the spiritual, but also the physical. You know, he'll give you the, the, the skills that you need to, uh, to achieve what you need to achieve. He also gave him great expertise. So wisdom, ability, great expertise, and also given great skills and talents. So the talents and skills that we have today, they're God-given. Talents, they're God-given skills, not to be taken for granted, uh, for you to use just for the betterment of yourself. But these skills are given to you for the betterment of the world. You see, God's kingdom is in heaven, but it's also his kingdom will come on earth as well. And how will that happen? Through us as believers. We need to bring that kingdom on earth here as we go about our daily lives. And also, you will be given help and assistance. So, again, God will not only give you the spiritual gifts that you need, but he'll also give you the physical gifts that you need. Uh, he's given help. So, as you can see here in verses 6, he says, And I have personally appointed Obialib, son of Ashmanak, of the tribe of Dan, to be his assistant. So, um, he'll provide help for you. Uh, where you need it, um, in the time, in your workplace, or wherever you are. So I'm just trying to get this uh, back open. keeps on going off. Um, right, so let's just look also. Uh, your workplace will be a place of divine presence. So your workplace is also meant to be a place of divine presence. Sometimes we, in subconsciously, think that work is just a place that we go, where we earn or live in. Um, we earn a livelihood to support our families, and that's that. So we go to work, we earn our living, we come back home. We go to church on a Sunday, and that's where ministry takes place. Uh, no, that's actually not the, not the right way uh, things are meant to be. We are meant to be, as scattered servants, we are meant to have an impact wherever we are. So if you're at work, you need to be the one who's going to be uh, putting your arms around someone to counsel them um, whenever they're going through a stressful time in their lives. Uh, you need to be the one to pray for your office, pray for your company that you work for. Um, during this time, a lot of companies are struggling. A lot of business owners are really f struggling to find um, an answer as to how do they operate a business with these restrictions that we have to adhere to right now. Um, we are the ones to pray for our companies right now to ensure that uh, those who run these companies 
will be provided with the wisdom and the knowledge and the skills to navigate these difficult, challenging times right now. So that's some of the resources that we have to. And also, we provided with also spiritual gifts, or gifts of the Spirit. And in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 7, the Holy Spirit is given to each of us in a special way that is for the good of all. Not just for the good of the church, the good of all. So what this is telling us is that we need to take these spiritual gifts that we've gotten as well, and we need to bless others in the wider society in which we find ourselves, whatever environment we find ourselves. Message of wisdom. So again, to some, the spirit of wisdom uh, gives a message of wisdom. To some, gives a message of knowledge. So he'll provide you with the knowledge that you need to actually be effective in that environment in which you are, wherever you're serving, uh, whatever you're doing, he'll provide you with that. Spirit of faith. Um, and in this, you know, we can see, you know, the church exercises faith uh, on a regular basis when we lift up prayers uh, for various different things, lift up prayers for healing, um, and this is, you know, an active part of us. So that's not just for use within the church. We pray for our neighbors, we pray for our friends, we pray for our companies, and this is part of what kingdom ministry is all about. You know, it's us bringing God's kingdom in the space that we are. Gift of healing. You know, and this reminds me of a story. Um, you know, so although we can see, you know, in the Bible, you know, a lot of uh, occurrences of healing where Jesus actually healed uh, the sick, raised the dead, um, he's also given us the gift of healing. And we'll explore the life of Jesus just to look at, uh, get more of the resources that we have access to as well as Christians. So gift of healing is given to us. And the power to do miracles has also been given to us. So we can see that as believers, being part of this kingdom, we have all these resources at our disposal. The only thing that's going to stop us from, from accessing this is us. Do we actually think that we have access to these resources? And if we do, do we use them? That's a challenge I want to set for the church right now. As we're scattered, as we're in our homes, as we're worshipping through live stream and through various mediums, what are we going to do with these resources that we have at our disposal, uh, which we're meant to use to bring into kingdom ministry? So we just want to explore. Um, next, God also anointed Jesus for kingdom ministry. So to look at our assignment and what we need to be doing, we also need to take a look at the life of Jesus. So in Acts 10, verse 38, it says, And you know God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So once we become part of this kingdom, God is with us. He'll provide the Holy Spirit to be with us. Uh, he will guide us. He will give us a spirit of discernment. If we're in a, a space, if we're in an office environment, he'll give us a spirit of discernment. And we can see that certain things, if you know, we get the, a sense that certain things are not right, we can draw alongside someone and, and, and actually share that. Look, I sense that there's something not quite right here. Can I pray with you? Can we talk? And these are the things you know, that will make us effective in kingdom ministry. You know, when we draw from these gifts that God has given to us, we can see Jesus turned water into wine here. Um, and the master of the banquet tasted the water 
that had been turned to wine. So this is just a story of his first ever miracle that he performed. He turned water into wine. And I, I really, uh, I'm almost sensing that this is one that maybe a lot of us think that we could actually, would, would welcome to be able to do, to turn water into wine. I mean, that would be a favorite for a lot of us. Um, but this is just to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, and the fact that the Spirit was upon his life. Um, he healed the paralyzed man. So in Luke 5, 24, 25, um, he actually healed this paralyzed man. It didn't touch him. He just spoke. And that was it. He says, so I'll prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. And then he turned to the man and he said, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. And that was it. It was done. The healing had been complete. And as you can see here, and immediately as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat and went home, praising God. And this is the power that we have access to. This is part of the resource that we have access to. You know, that we can speak life into a situation and that will happen. We'll see change uh, come about. He heals the nobleman's son. Um, this one was, was, even, uh, was a very great um, ta- uh, uh, so testament of healing as well. You know, this official came to Jesus and said, Sir, come, my child, you know, is dying. He's quite sick. Uh, Jesus said to him, go to your son. Uh, your son will live. And that was it. He didn't even go near the house. He just said, look, go home. Go see your son. Uh, your son will live. Uh, when, obviously, the man went home, as the rest of the story states, that they came and met the man at the door, as, you know, all those who were there to tend to this child. And they said, look, he's recovering. You know, and, and that's the power that we have access to, where we can pray for our, re- our friends or relatives who are thousands of miles away. And the following week, you hear a, sto- a, a sort of response coming back that, you know, thanks for your prayer, because things have turned around, you know, um, beyond, you know, wireless streams. Doctors have actually written this person off. You know, they, have, they don't know, you know, what else to do to save this person. And the believers have lifted up their voices to God in prayer on behalf of this person, thousands of miles away. The doctors are baffled. They don't know what to do. Uh, but God knows what to do. He's provided us with that resource that we can pray and we can see healing. That is kingdom ministry. We also have the power to cast out demons because Jesus in his ministry did that very same thing. Jesus rebuked this, this man who was actually in, this, in the temple at the time. And he said, be silent, come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsed in him and crying out with a loud voice came out of him. And he said, also, when everyone witnessed that, they were amazed. So every time we experience these acts of miracles and healings, people will be amazed. And they'll see the power of God at work. They'll see God's kingdom at work on earth. That's what kingdom ministry is all about. We have access to the same power. Uh, there's no need to think that you know, th- this list of gifts is limited. They're unlimited uh, gifts that are available to us. And it's not, not available to church leaders. It's available to all believers. Right? So it's time, church, for us to rise up and step into what we're created to do. And that's to be kingdom carriers to the world. Kingdom ministers to the world. So, just wanted to go to our assignment now, in closing. Our assignment is to change our environment to a K-12 
kingdom environment. So in our families, for example, our homes need to be the place where we minister the kingdom into that environment. So we draw on what we, the resources that we have. You know, we speak peace into our homes. Into homes that might be in disarray right now, we speak peace into that home right now. Into our friendships, turbulent friendships where one minute you're talking, next minute you're not, uh, we speak restoration into those relationships right now. Into our neighborhoods, where some neighborhoods are, are actually terrorized with gangs right now, we just speak restoration into those neighborhoods right now. Into our schools, where we think it's just a place of learning, but that's also a place of ministry as well. Into our workplaces, where we'd normally go, and you've got to be politically correct, you can't actually share your, your faith within that environment, uh, but you've got to be wise, because God has provided you with wisdom how to share your faith, and how to be kingdom ministers within those environments. So we don't have to break the law, but we can also be effective in ministry while adhering to the law of the land. In our communities, we need to bring Christ into that community, to bring kingdom ministry into that community. Uh, for those who have lost jobs right now, who are struggling to actually put food on the table, you know, as a church, we can be active, and we are active and have been active in being part of food banks, you know, um, just supporting families in the area uh, with whatever they need to actually just to survive. We've been doing that as a church, and we will continue to do that with what you've given to us, the resources that we have available to us. In our cities, you know, we're, we, we've observed various um, incidents of killings and stabbings. You know, we should be the ones to actually sit down with gangs just to say, guys, what are you doing? There is a better way. There is a, a way of life that you can seek. For a nation right now who seems to be uh, wanting to drift away from, you know, what first establishes nation, biblical principles of loving our neighbor, of looking after each other. No, it's like whatever makes you happy. That seems to be the order of the day. We need to get back to these biblical principles, these basic biblical principles on which this country was built, where we've got to stand for something. And as it says, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. As believers, we need to stand up and be counted for what we believe in and also be prepared to work in that kingdom ministry wherever we are. We need to be prepared to actually uh, pray anywhere at any time for anyone. And we can't be timid or scared as believers because we are part of this great kingdom with limitless resources. Just wanted to share a little story with you um, before I close. So there's this uh, movie that I'd watched a while back. Um, and sometimes you don't hear about these stories very often about, um, as you can see, Jesus raised um, persons from the dead while he was here on earth in the flesh. That still happens to this very day. The power is still on earth. The power is still loose on earth here to do that. There's this movie called Breakthrough, which I watched a while back. Uh, it was released last year, but this happened back in 2012 in America, where a young man was actually, his name was um, John Smith. He was playing on the ice with his friends. He fell through the ice, and he was under the ice for about 20 minutes. And um, when he got up, he, when he, they took him out of the ice, he was unconscious. They rushed him to the hospital, 
And the doctors worked on him for quite a while, and they pronounced him dead. So the, the ECG machine actually went, he flatlined, and he was dead. They switched everything off, and they stepped away. And that was it. They declared him dead. The mother came into the room, and she just asked to be with him. His mother's name is Joyce. She just asked to spend a few moments with him. And right there in that hotel room, she rested her hands on that lifeless body, and she prayed for him. And she cried out to God. And the ECG machine actually fired up and started registering a heartbeat again. The doctors all rushed back in, and they all couldn't explain what happened. This, we know exactly, is what happened here. That woman was a child of God. She knew God, and she had faith. And she took God at his word that we can pray over people who are dead and see them come to life. We can pray for the sick and see them being healed. She tested God, and he came through for her. So with this kingdom ministry as our assignment, we will change the environment to a kingdom environment. So wherever we are, we need to change that environment to a kingdom environment. So praying for our families and friends, for example, uh, praying for neighbors or schools or business, place of work or communities or nation and our world. So prayer is a, is a good starting point. Not just that, we can use the talents and the skills that God has blessed us with you know, to the best of our abilities when we're at work. We can support our colleagues when we're going through stressful times at work as well. You know, just counsel them, pray for them, and just be there. Uh, we need to be intentional in meeting the physical, emotional, and spiritual needs of our families and our neighborhoods. So God is a holistic God. He doesn't just deal with one aspect. He deals with all aspects of our life. He cares about all aspects of our life. So we do not need to leave work to start our ministry. Our work is our ministry. And just to let you know, we are most effective and most useful doing kingdom ministry when we are scattered. There's a time for everything under the sun, and there's a time for us to gather. And the Bible uh, lays it out very clearly. That's also very useful for the building up of the body of Christ. But after we meet... We go back to our separate homes. We go to our separate places of work. And that's where the real ministry takes place. It's when we're out and about with our friends, with our neighbors, at work. I just want to share this quote in closing just from this book, Scattered Servants, which just says, it's time to ordain the ordinary. We do so knowing that the next great move of God is not going to be a movement in church. It's going to be the movement of the church into society. Rewrite the story of education in our cities, health in our cities, and business in our cities. So on this note, I just want to leave you also just to, just to share another little story with you. So kingdom ministry looks like when Richard, and you know who you are, you pray for your neighbor's friend who's been having problems with um, antisocial behavior of the neighbors. And it's been going on for years. This person has actually approached the local authority. Nothing's happened for years. And Richard, who knows God, prays the friend, for the friend of that neighbor. Within a week, that friend comes back to Richard and says, thank you, I'd, this God 
that you believe in, I don't know, but you know, things have changed. I got a phone call this week after waiting for years that the local authorities coming around and it's all sorted. Thank you. That is kingdom ministry. Also, kingdom ministry is another story of being in a house group or life group where there's a particular member in that life group who could not walk, could not stand for a while. And a member within that life group laying hands on that person and praying for healing. Right now, today, that member of that life group goes to the gym, walks around, stands for however long they want to stand, and healing has been brought back to that person. This is kingdom ministry. So I just want to encourage you, church, your mindset needs to change about what ministry is all about. It's not just in church that we minister. Your ministry is out there in the wider world. So I really hope that this word has brought some level of encouragement to you and level of insight. And I just pray that as we go throughout this week that you will put some of these, uh, what I've just shared, principles into practice uh, when you're out there. If you don't know how, come to us. We will help you. That's our job as, as elders, as leaders, to prepare you for kingdom ministry. So I hope you've been blessed and just have a great week. So I'll close in prayer and then we'll go across now to our coffee and catch-up Zoom meeting. So Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you that you've called us to this great kingdom ministry. Heavenly Father, we just want to lift up our voices to you in, in adoration and thanks to say thank you that you give us the resources that we need to achieve our assignment as kingdom ministers. Uh, Lord, we just ask that as we live out this week, that, you'll, that we will see opportunities where we can actually minister into and bring your kingdom into that uh, situation. Lord, we just want to ask for your blessing over your church. We just ask that you'll empower your church. We just ask that you'll fill your church with your spirit and your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.